so welcome to the first episode of black girl coffee shop and we're pretty much going to instead of sipping tea we sip coffee and talk about real live experiences we're going to talk about the past the present and the future from the perspective of a black female in america so yeah this is our first episode and we're gonna dive right into a topic that is near and dear to my heart and a lot of other black girls or females of color, which would be hair. Hair is a big deal. It can change the way you see things. It can change your mood. It can improve your mood. It's something we do as far as self-care. It's a big deal, especially in the black community and situations like that. So if we wanna start back from we're going to go back to the past as far as slave days, how our hair was worn. It represented what type of tribe you were in, um, freedom of art and, and things of that nature. We'll speed it up to when black women were actually on slave ships where they shaved our heads or when we made it to America, when they shaved our heads and kind of took away our identity. So I believe that our hair is tied to our identity. So then... We'll go past that and during actual slave times where some of the um, slave masters, wives, whatever, daughters felt some type of way about our hair and us expressing ourselves that they would make us cover our hair, which is very interesting. You know what I mean? Um, with that being said... I think hair is just, a, it's a beautiful way to express yourself. It's, it's um, and, and pretty much in all cultures, if, if you want to be honest. Um, so like I said, they used to have us cover, cover our hair to kind of diminish our expression, our expression of ourselves. But moving on toward, you know, moving on past that, we were... Um, allowed to do what we wanted with our hair. You know, you had Madam C.J. Walker who invented a lot of uh, products and stuff like that. And we almost, I feel like we kind of do it to assimilate as far as trying to, you know, make everybody else comfortable. Because what I notice is when I do one myself, when I go out and I wear my Afro puff or whatever, or I wear, you know, a hair in some type of fashion that is not the status quo, I get a lot of stares. And so right now I reside in Washington, so it's, I have not seen as many females of color, black females, I'm sorry, I have not seen many as you would see in other places, as like San Diego or the South and stuff like that. I haven't seen that many. So I feel like I do get other races that kind of gawk at my hair to because it's not they're not used to seeing it so sometimes as african-american women we will uh kind of i feel like it's almost diminishing our light or try to fit in or i mean if you want to take it all the way back i remember as a as a little girl or not even little maybe 13 and i was getting perms starting at like let's say nine or even further back than that, where I was getting perms, but just being 13 and I started doing my own perms myself and I would do mine. And 
the middle of my head will still be curly. And so that would make me so mad. I'm like, why the middle of my head is just like, won't, you know, it won't straighten. Like, what the hell? So just knowing that and then being told that the standard of beauty is to have straight hair. And that's just what we were taught. You know what I'm saying? It's like we never really got to embrace ourselves. And that goes back from goes back to generation to generation, to be honest. So I never I always wanted to have that straight hair and all that type of stuff. Like so growing up when sister, sister, Tia and Tamara straightened their hair. That's what I wanted my hair to look like. Because that's what attracted everybody. That's what everybody liked. It was so fabulous. That's what it, it shoot the Little Mermaid. Speaking of her, you know what I'm saying? It's a hot topic right now. Everybody wanted that long, flowy hair. And then, even when I was nine, I had a a Pocahontas birthday party. So when she had the long, flowy hair and the cartoon and everything, that was like the baddest thing to me. But we never really, even going back from generations, we never really got to embrace our own hair or express our own hair, express ourselves through our hair. We've always tried to fit in. And we would do anything necessary to fit in, to assimilate, to get through, to not have people ask questions. You know what I mean? So, even like to this day, I'm thinking about getting locks, but I'm like, I already know I'm gonna have to deal with some extra type stuff because, and I'm okay with it because I think locks are beautiful. You know, my mom has sister locks. I think they're beautiful. But I do know that it comes with an extra stigma on it. Not only from other races, but black men. But we'll get into that later because that's a whole different story with black men and African-American females, like our hair. But like I, like I was saying, we never really got to express ourselves with our hair because we from it's been centuries, I guess you could say. Since we've got to express ourselves with our own natural hair or do things that we want to do, I mean, freely without being judged. Because when we were, you know, back back in the day with the ancestors, when you were in Africa, you got to do your hair with your tribe and all that type of stuff. But as soon as, you know, we were captured, put on the ships, and since then, it's been hard for us to express ourselves through our hair. We haven't had the freedom as other people where they can just grow it out of their scalp, and it's it's acceptable. So, I, and like I said, I remember the first time I wore my puff. The first, very first time I was working at Starbucks and I wore my puff and I felt apprehensive and I was like, I don't know if I should wear my hair like this. It was just like a big deal to me and other people. And then some people thought my hair was fake because I had a huge puff. I still have a huge puff, you know. And it was like this, this, this woman who was mixed, I, I believe she was black and white, asked me if my hair was real, if I had a clip on ponytail puff. I was just like, what? So it's like, not only are we uncomfortable with it, some people don't know how to take us and they, they're uncomfortable with it. So it, it, it's crazy. I feel like it's a crazy situation. This is just, this is kind of like my intro to my podcast. I will have guests. I will have, you know, other things going. I'm just trying to, you know, get my feet wet. But like I said, there'll probably be a part two when I do have a guest about hair and different types of hair. Because I feel like this is, this is a touchy subject because hair expresses who you are. And when you diminish or limit how you do your hair and how it comes out of your scalp, it's almost like denying who you are, if that makes any type of sense. So, yeah. I just, I, yeah, I just want to touch on this subject real quick because 
it, it's crazy. And, and especially with my job, we have a lot of limitations with my career choice. I did, you know what I'm saying? We have a lot of limitations on what, how your hair can look, what color it could be. It needs to be a natural type of color, you know, stuff like that. That's, that's, that just adds a little icing on the cake. But that, that goes with if you decide to be employed with that employer or whatever. But just just in general, how society sees black black hair, um, and and I say I say black a lot. That's why I called it the black girl coffee shop. Is because they say African American, but I have I, I wasn't born in Africa. It's been you know I've had generations and generations before, like since Africa. So I just call myself black because honestly, you know I feel like. I, I I admire Africans. They have a nice culture. We have kind of had to build our own culture. So that would be the reason why I say black, just so y'all know. But like I said, um, I, I am proud of the fact that um, perms and texturizers, their sales have fallen. Like they're, they're not selling as many and we are embracing ourselves. But then we still have a lot of a lot of ways to go. When I see a lot of people wearing these front lace wigs, I cannot. I honestly can't really stand the front lace wig because it takes away from who you are, and it's almost like you're becoming someone else. And people are like, "Well, it's just a choice that I choose for the time being," but it's so far from what actually comes out of your scalp. It's hard. It's 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 like a mask for your head. It just doesn't go on your face. It goes on your head. So that's how deep I feel it. I don't throw shade at anybody. I'm not one of those natural hair people that throw shade at people as far as you wearing a wig. But I just can't stand when I when a black female can't go out without without a weave or without a, a, a wig or a front lace. Like you can't you can't accept yourself because that is a part of you. Your hair is a part of you. But you have been so. I kind of warped into thinking that it's not beautiful what comes out of your scalp. It's, it's just mind-blowing to me. And I, I kind of can't stand it. I can't. So, it, it just, it blows my mind. To be honest. And, I mean, we'll kind of go into, since I've already, I'm about to bring it up anyway, when it comes to black males um, and black female and black males with our hair and their opinions on our hair. I, I can only go from what I've heard and the situation that I've been in. A lot of black males don't like natural hair is what I've seen. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you can go ahead and leave a comment or whatever. But I've seen it where a lot of black males do not like our natural hair. But then we'll go back and say, why y'all wearing all these wigs? Y'all should just be yourself and la di da di da And I'm just like, and I mean, I'm gonna touch on it for a second, but we have, especially as a, a black female, we have a lot of people poking and prodding at us. From, and I can only say from my perspective, but it, it, it really does seem that way. I don't see it happening to a lot of other, you know, Asians and Caucasian women and stuff like that. Black females, we get poked and prodded a lot from different, coming from different places. And that's why this is not about me bashing any wigs or anything like that, because I don't want to be another person to poke and prod at, at us. It's more of just a, a self-accepting, uh, you know, I can do a wig or I can do a, a braid or I can do a, a TWA or I can do this and still be beautiful. I just, your hair is a part of your culture. It's a part of your, your, 
of yourself, of your being. It's almost like if you you were born with brown eyes or something and you're just like, I'm going to wear contacts or I need to get eye surgery or something. It's taken away from the essence of yourself, the beauty that is you. That That's the part that I don't like or the part that I'm, that's my opinion. So, you know, everybody has their own. So like I was saying, when it comes to black males and our hair, <sighs> get that whole be yourself, you know, my, be yourself, my. And I'm just like, what? It's, it's, it's difficult. I, I feel like it, it is difficult. Because, you know, you get a lot of... I think a lot, to be honest, in, in, in my uh, experiences, because this is Black Girl Coffee Shop, experiences, opinions of the, the past, uh, the present, and the future. So... I feel like sometimes a lot of a lot of the times that white men actually like our natural hair better than black men. You know, like I, I feel that way. I mean, I mean, sometimes white men probably have an, infatu- an infatuation with our hair because they're used to one thing, or you know. But I feel like even if um, black men do not like our hair I feel like you, you can pretty much keep those comments to yourself because if, if you got you know the cornrows going back with the wig or you got a wig on or you have you know a TWA or you have braids or you have locks this is your sisters and your cousins and your aunties and your mama and stuff like that like have some respect like I think we're, I think black people black men are the only ones that be poking and prodding at their females you, you really don't see a white dude uh, white men coming at their females on some oh where the blondes at where the blondes at from what I can see from my experiences or why you these brunettes they you know they trash blah 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 they don't do that but black men you guys do that from my experience like I said I keep saying my experience like you guys will do that and it's it's kind of hurtful because it's like we know how it is I mean I'm a black female in America, we're poked and poked and prodded and go through a lot of situations. We're not going to touch on that yet. That's another episode. But we don't need commentary on our hair, especially when you have so many people telling us that our beauty is less than or our beauty is this, that, and the third. Or we'll take some of our features, put it on another body, on a different race, and call it beautiful. But us and our brown skin and our noses, our white noses or our li- our full lips that weren't popping in 96. Because full lips was not popping in 96. And I don't want to get off track. But there's a lot of things, especially with the, <laughs> with the booties and the hips and the, all that type of stuff. And the thighs everybody's getting when that was not acceptable in 96. Let's keep it real. I'm an 80s baby, so I know what it is. When those things weren't accepted... You know what I mean? But I, I just don't like when, like I said, the features will come off of a, a black woman and go on to another race and then we'll call it beautiful and, and so many compliments will come to them and all that type of stuff. But we can't get any. And the thing about it, if you, it goes back to the rule from when you learned in kindergarten. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Because it's one thing to get bashed from the world, but to get bashed from our own men about our hair that naturally comes out of our scalp. We all develop a complex then. You know what I'm saying? 
we, we, we develop a complex where it becomes, I need that, I need that Remy, I need that front lace wig, I need that closure, I need a side part, middle part, you know, like, don't do that to us. So, like, like I said, I don't want to get off track, but there's a lot of things that come along with being a black female in our hair. And, like, the, the sensitivity of it. People say it's just hair, but when you receive a lot of almost ridicule about your hair, and it, it's bigger than that because it comes out of my scalp this way. And you have people when their bands on hair in some of the southern states where uh, black girls haven't been able to wear braids in some schools and situations like that. Like, what do you mean? That is a protective style for our hair. It just makes you uncomfortable. So the reality of it is if we brush our hair every single day, you know what I'm saying? It breaks it. Sometimes it's, you know, it keeps it, it keeps it healthier when you do a protective style. Just for people out there that don't know. But anyway, I progress. Uh, I digress. There we go. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's just. I mean, in 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 the highlights of the news where we did have. So I think it's California. Yes, I know it's California because I'm from San Diego. Six one nine. You can no longer deny somebody employment based on their hair, based on locks or braids or afros or anything like that. You know, like. Which, which is great, which is great. Very proud of California for doing that. So, like I said, hair, is, it, it, it's, it's our identity. I just don't, and, and it's a way to express yourself. And a lot of people are, have been able to, I've seen other races where they express their, self, their, their selves and it, you know, they got purple hair or they got gray hair or whatever. You know how they do with the curls and whatever. I, I'm not really sure with all the things that how versatile their hair is. But they have the freedom to do that. And nobody's going to poke or pride at them. And I feel like we should have the same freedom to do that too. Especially when we're already feeling kind of self-conscious about our hair because society and all the propaganda and the commercials and everything tell us that our hair is not the status quo. But I feel like if, if black men backed us and told us that your hair is beautiful. My grandma's hair is beautiful. My auntie, my sister, you know what I'm saying? White baby mama, whatever your situation is, y'all hair is beautiful. There would be no choice but to get on the bandwagon. But because sometimes uh, black men throw salt and have this division, people feel like they can say whatever they want. You do get the people that do are intrigued by natural hair or intrigued by our hair. Oh, hey. so you can connect it and take it out. I've got those questions or... Uh, how do you get so much volume in it? Or it's really curly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, however, some people are really intrigued by it. Some people just don't know no better. Some people growing up in Idaho or Montana and there's not a lot of black people and they just don't know no better, which is fine. You ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Ask questions because we're all, I'm always open to uh, give some answers. Granted, that it's a real question is not coming from a negative place, you know. But it, this this topic is can go deep, and like I said, this is just part one of hair. Um, 
in this episode of Black Girl Coffee Shop. And I called it that because I love coffee and I didn't want to do tea because everybody's sipping tea. But I love coffee because this is what, when I go home, my cousins or my aunties or my mom, we sit around and talk and drink coffee. So welcome to the Black Girl Coffee Shop, episode one.